Welcome to Pop Culture Elevator, where we can only go up until it's time to go down. I'm Danny. And I'm Mark. We're going to take you down the pop culture rabbit hole. Definitely an adventure. We will look at newer films as well as some older. We will take big blockbusters to the chopping block. And make you aware of the smaller indies and my favorite, B, C, and D films. Not just that, but we'll talk about the news, the what's going ons, and whatever in pop culture today. Now Now let's let's get get this show on the road. And if you'd like to contact us, you can find us on Gmail at popcultureelevator.com. That's right. And you can also find us at our Instagram, Pop Culture Elevator, as well as our Twitter, PCE Podcast. And as always, we'd love to hear from you. Before we get into the review, we'd like to tell you there will be spoilers. You've been warned. Right. So if you want to go watch the movie and come back to us, that would be great. Welcome, passengers, to episode 17 of Pop Culture Elevator. Today, we are going to talk about an American pickle on HBO Max. Yes. Welcome back, everybody. And it is an exclusive for HBO Max. It's an HBO Max original, right? Yeah. Yeah, they made it just for HBO Max. I think that's super cool. It's something that definitely has been needed. Uh, if something is going to be the, quote, unquote, uh, Netflix killer, it needs to have something that actually competes with Netflix. Yeah. And uh, I, I think um, I think they're doing a commendable job right now. They definitely need some more content. But um, they also have all of HBO's back catalog, which, right. which makes it a must if you're an HBO fan. Yeah, and um, I am. I mean, I've been watching since. Uh, and, I mean, I, would be, I shouldn't have been watching this show when I was so young, but uh, ever since like Oz, and you remember right. uh, that show. So like, I've just loved everything that HBO has done, basically oh, since I can remember. Yeah, but you and I know that when we both would stay up late and watch like Taxi Cab Confessions. <laughs> that was a few years later after Oz, I think, right? But, sure, it uh, was. Who, who but did I remember it? staying up and wanting to watch Taxi Cab Confessions and thinking, oh, this is uh, this is some blow my mind. Actually, there was another show they had on that was like basically about people's kinks. And you could, uh, it, they talked about different like stuff that happens that was like kinky stuff yeah, that people were into. I think it's, I think oh. it's called Real Sex, right? Yes, that's that's exactly what it was. Yeah. And we're watching that as well. But, you know, we yeah, digress remember, a little uh, bit. Yeah, you come in, <laughs> your, your mom walks in, and you're, they're like, what is that? And you're just like, I don't know. <laughs> it's a new crazy I, show. I, I fell asleep watching The Goonies. Oh, that, oh that's the worst. That's the, that's the worst. You get in trouble for falling asleep during a different movie. Yeah. No, no, no. I was watching on purpose. I just told my parents that I fell asleep while watching a movie. <laughs> and they they came in and woke me. I wasn't while I was asleep. I appreciate your honesty. Yeah, no. I mean, come on. We all, we all were. Yeah, I mean, I even remember uh, being a kid when you actually had the fuzzy on the TV, the, 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 the static. Yeah, the static. And you would try to... You would try to see inside the static, the nudie channels. You're like, oh, I think that was a boob. (laughs) Um, But yeah. Anyway, HBO actually doesn't have any of that content anymore. HBO does not do the uh, After Dark thing anymore. They they took it off all of their HBO Max, HBO Now, when it was still a thing. And uh, so they don't they don't have that content anymore. They want us. They want it to be mostly about the shows, not about the keeping it classy. Keeping it, I guess, classy. I mean, Game of Thrones is basically pornography sometimes. Lightcore, lightcore. 
<laughs> right. Well, that's all that it, was on HBO. It was too. just a little bit more plot to not qualify as porn. <laughs> hey, you still have Skinamax if you really want that. Yeah, stuff. I was just gonna say Skinamax <laughs> if you want that. It's one channel away. So, you know, let's 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 go into this a little bit. Um, yeah. So Seth Rogen. And uh, Brandon Trost, I guess, came up with us. It was based on a book called Sellout. Um, and I say book, I mean short story. It was based on a short story called Sellout. And they decided to take it and make it into this nice, packaged, one hour and 29 minutes of... It's it's an easy it's an easy to get through film. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's about this guy, Herschel, who... It's in a uh, hundred years in the past or whatever. He, he lives in this uh, town in Eastern Europe called, Sh- or this st- state town, whatever you call it, uh-huh. uh, country, Shlupsk. Uh, Sh- Is that how you pronounce it? Shlupsk? Yeah, I think so. And uh, so he's in this town. I guess it's made up. I didn't look up to see if it was real or not, but I think it was a made up like silly thing, but it could have not been. It could totally be a real place. And someone in Shlupsk is going to listen to this because... America Pickle takes place partly in it. Anyway, dude wants to become something, wants his family to become something, and he uh, starts, he takes a job. He, he finds a woman he loves. Start, uh, they move to America. He tries to make it and becomes a, a person at a pickle manufacturer uh, where he takes a club and every rat he kills, he gets like 10 cents or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they both have dreams. His dream, Herschel's dream, is to uh, drink seltzer water before he dies. And seltzer water is like this this magical thing to him. They sell it on the yeah, streets. Yeah, it's something and, only rich people can afford, I guess, right. in his head. And she, Sarah is her name, correct? Right. Sarah was his wife's name. Sarah wants uh, to be able to buy a plot, uh, a burial plot before she dies so that she can have a gravestone. Right. And uh, that happens pretty early on. He makes enough money to get them a plot of land. Um, but then she gets pregnant, like I said. He falls into a pickle vat after the rats attack him. The rats finally have enough. and they're Just as it's being condemned. Right. Just as it's being condemned. He falls into the pickle vat. In Joker style. No one style. sees it. Yeah, Joker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> falling into the vat of the acid exactly like that. Uh, and it is, it's really funny how that happens, but, um, he falls in the vat of, the vat of, I almost said acid, the vat of pickle brine and pickles, and they close it off. Like, they don't realize he fell in there. He's a no one to them anyway, so don't really care. They seal it off. They condemn the place. Everyone leaves. And then a hundred years later, kids are flying a drone, knock open the pickle vat. How a drone can knock over something that heavy, I, I don't know. They open it up. He comes out all perfectly pristine and able to breathe. No real reason, well, rhyme or reason. But honestly... I love how they address that, too, right after he survives. They're the just like, he explains it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes perfect and, and, sense. Right. <laughs> they don't tell us anything. They just say, and the scientists explain it. And then um, basically he moves in with his great-grandson who's the same age as him and they look exactly the same except the grandson doesn't talk like him and a beard and he and he has a beard the, the Herschel has a beard and oh and glasses the the grandson has glasses mm-hmm. they're both played by Seth, Seth Rogen 
And basically it's they Herschel gets them in trouble because he wants to buy back the plot of land that uh, the cemetery was on. No, no, no. He wants to buy the neighboring plot because there's a sign that the neighboring yes. plot has that's like blocking the sun uh, from his wife's plot. And it's kind of, it's kind of just an eyesore right up against right. their... Uh, well, it's for vodka, and vodka symbolizes the Cossacks. Co- 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 Cossacks <laughs> to him. Yeah. And he wants to take out the Cossacks, so his well, thing is to get... I think anybody that's oppre- like an oppressor to him, he just yeah. assumes is the Cossacks. So I do violence to you. Yeah, I do violence to you. <laughs> yes, you do remove vanilla vodka, or I will do violence. You'll do what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> basically, it becomes a rivalry between the great grandson and Herschel, because uh, basically Herschel accidentally gets the grandson arrested and gets his uh, dream of selling his uh, boot bop bop, his app uh, to a company they don't want someone who's selling uh, a ethical ethical app to not have any ethics by being a criminal you know this right but the only reason he's a criminal is because of Herschel because, because of Herschel of because of the fight. at the fight yeah exactly yeah. so it's so frustrating so all he wants to do is kind of get back at Herschel uh, and it's sad though like watching that is so sad because I kept thinking <laughs> if they would work together yes if yes. they would just work together they'd all they'd have it all they would have it all but he just they, they become enemies in the movie and so every time Herschel does something huge and becomes big Ben finds a way to knock him down a peg or two. Well, it's so funny because uh, also, like, Herschel comes out of this vat and he's just, like, instantly perfect for this day and age. Like, you know, he's already dressed as a hipster or whatever you yeah. call that, uh, that attire. Uh, that guy that who's on the street niche. and he's like, oh, is that vintage? Yeah, he's like, yeah, very <laughs> vintage. And, and then... Uh, then uh, so he's dressed perfectly. Then he goes and makes something like completely natural and whatnot and niche. Only thing is, is that he if he had just not used dirty jars and rainwater, it would be <laughs> it would be or okay. Garbage, garbage and cucumbers. garbage fruit. Excuse me. Yeah, and garbage uh, uh, vegetables rather. Oh uh, my gosh. Yeah, it's just like you know, like he he had a great idea, and for somebody who's literally homeless because of the conflict between Ben and Herschel. Uh, he does. Uh, he does an amazing thing if you think about it. It's oh, just like that, when he gets all the interns. Yeah, that too. Especially he's like, what, so you mean slave? Like, <laughs> no, no, they're compensated <laughs> no. in education and experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, and that was the film itself. I mean, we literally have just given you the whole thing. I mean, it's it's basically it's got a lot of heart. The movie yeah. feels very like it has a ton of heart. Like it's about family. It does. It's a, and it's a little bit of a social commentary if you think about it. Like you know, like we were just saying, like if they would just work together, it right. wouldn't be so bad. Well, and and then the whole thing, like when, so like what he starts the pickle brand by finding pickles in a dumpster or cucumbers in a dumpster and he uses jars that he finds and cleans them out or I don't know if he cleans them out but he finds jars he uses rainwater and he finds a bag of salt puts it all together <laughs> becomes starting starts to become uh, viral famous because of these two guys who buy from him at first he goes from 
three dollars a pick or four dollars a pickle to I think fourteen dollars a pickle oh. by the time. Yeah, because he's like, oh, you want a pickle? It's fourteen dollars. It says to the health code lady. Oh my bad, I, so, I didn't catch that, but I remember the yeah. four dollar pickle, and I was still thinking that's an expensive pickle. Well, I thought it was a jar of pickles, but no, it's one <laughs> one pickle. pickle in a jar, one yeah. Cucumber. And, and they're like, well, that sounds about right. <laughs> like, <laughs> but if it's artisanal and it's made, right? You know, whatever. But so what? Ben Ben goes calls the health inspector. They come and find him twelve thousand dollars in taxes and fees and stuff. Right. Right. So then they're like, those two guys come back who made him famous and they're like, what's wrong? And he's like, oh, I got shut down by health code because I'm not doing this, this, this. And they're like, oh, well, why don't you get interns and build it back up and do it the right way? And he's like, oh, like, you know, I'm like slaves or whatever. Yeah. And the uh, way he uh, assesses his interns, like their cattle or like he's buying yeah, a horse. He's like, you teeth. know, checking their thighs. Let me see your teeth. <laughs> it's just like, oh, my God. This is but hilarious. Yes, like, Everyone wants to be part of it. That line is right. like down the park, but uh, and thank you to uh, the um, the blogger or whoever it was that was played by Elliot Glazer, uh, and that's just kind of like, oh, I'm gonna blog about this. I'm gonna put this guy on the internet because really, like that guy is the reason why he got so much attention. Right. It's and this is just a, it's a super cute film like cute's the right word for it like you're gonna watch it and you're gonna find it funny i giggled through the whole first hour yeah like giggled i was laughing out loud i was giggling to myself i mean it was funny they're the herschel and ben's back and forth herschel just being that very outspoken still stuck in the old way like you know he'll tell you how it is and like when he does that interview where he's like i don't know what's going on yeah well, like, so i literally don't know what's going on and so, the, 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 he's like what is going on in this world right it's still like right there is another part of that social commentary it's, it's almost like democrats and republicans right like so obviously right. ben would be democrat and uh herschel would be a republican and then like when they go into that big interview he literally is trump like oh, the debate. two seconds yeah that did excuse me the debate. Oh, the debate i was i and then when she was like do you want to run for office in his mind he's thinking do i want an office yeah he's like yeah, like, yeah. i want a big office yeah, biggest office in america and everyone's thinking he means presidency and everyone <laughs> yes, because yes. he hasn't infu- insulted christianity yet but he's insulted everyone else they're like yeah totally yes republican party uh and it's just like yes let's get this guy in the White House. And then, and then well, they find out he's Jewish and he renounces, you know, not renounces, but oh, he uh, bashes Christianity. Is no Christ, and then they yeah. run him out of there. Right. They run him out of there. And then basically people are seeing him as public enemy number one. And there's the whole deportation he trial yeah. where he finds, he, he basically says, okay, Ben, I need you to help me. I'm sorry. Please take me. To Canada, like just help me get through to Canada. And you'll never see so, again. Yeah, and they they have like actually like a really nice heart to heart as they're walking ten miles through the wilderness to get to the <laughs> Canadian border, and yeah. um, and then Ben has to go and tell him how he sabotages him, and yeah. that's something that Herschel has said throughout the film. You know, people are traitors. Like I don't yes. like traitors, and uh, that was a big thing for him. And so him calling Ben a traitor, and he shaves his beard because he finds the the razor in the backpack shaves his beard pretends to be ben he knocks at ben out and uh pretends to be ben and they they take ben and think that he's herschel and send him but that whole trial 
where they're like, this is Herschel, this is Ben. Yeah. It can't be him because he has a beard. And he's like, so wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. So what you're telling me is Charles Manson yeah. isn't Charles Manson because there's no beard here. <laughs> they got a picture of two of them at two different times. Uh, uh, and yeah, thank God that uh, Ben had packed that uh, beard trimmer for a day trip. Right. <laughs> there were things that? in the movie that didn't make sense that they did just as a, a deus ex machina uh, kind of thing. Oh, what? Like just a, a deus ex machina, like a like an end, a means to an end. Yeah. Like they put that in there because it would do this. Yeah. But we have to also remember like this movie is, is based on a short story. Yeah, you know, and it's a Seth Rogen movie. I mean, it's just meant to be silly and... To be fair, to be fair, really good production value. Yes, the, I would say this movie, is one of his best and worst films at the same time. I enjoyed a lot of it. Um, there are things that I wish they would have expanded on. There are things that could have been expanded on. That's the my biggest thing is like... Okay, so uh, Ben goes to Schlupsk because he's deported... Uh, them thinking he's Herschel. No one speaks English. Uh, one guy sends him to the Jewish uh, temple, and he's going to spend the night at the Jewish temple. Guy comes up to him and says, uh, speaks a little English, and says, "Are you, you know, will you come pray with us?" And he's like, "It doesn't matter if you know the prayer; just come pray with us." Mm-hmm. So they start doing the prayer, and it kind of the the whole basically Ben's issue is family doesn't matter to him because his parents died, and he's kind of just trying to push that away so to him there's right. no family yeah he doesn't and, want to think so, about his roots at all because all it does is remind him of his family's demise right and we don't really find much about his family out they were in an accident we know that much but we don't know much about it until towards the end of the movie where he goes to um Shlopsk and he's in the mall uh in the in the temple and they're doing the prayer and he starts getting into it and then we go flash over to America where uh, Herschel finds stuff about his parents. Oh, he does at one point does watch that video of him graduating and then giving him seed money and they're saying you should call the company mom and dad. The only time in the movie that made me really feel like to cry was when Herschel opens up that thing, sees the beep bop drawing he sees his mom his dad and he calls them beep and bop yeah and and finally herschel gets it i was like oh my god he did call it mom and dad yeah a little bit of tears i was like oh he did call it mom oh that must have been nice for you like having a kid now oh my gosh it's just (laughs) this this real like sweet moment but the only real i mean there's sweet moments in the movie the movie like i said has a lot of heart but the only real moment that makes you like Oh, I feel something other than yeah. laughter. Um, well, I really like you know. when he's because, uh, and again, part kind of like part of the the situation we're in now. I think is uh, you know he finally is in destitution. He's deported by accident, so he's literally homeless. He has nothing to. to Doesn't do. speak the language. He, yeah, he's, he's screwed. Really, not and religious s- at all. Right. Well, he is, but he represses it, and so I guess yeah. Uh, but so finally, the only people who want to help him are the religious people, the the, the Jewish community uh, yeah. in his town. And finally, he's starting to realize, you know, why his culture matters and why it should be a part of his life. And on uh-huh. top of that, they're the only people that want to help him. And yeah. uh, and so I just think that was a huge moment. He finally uh, is able to pray and connect with his past slash issues. And mm-hmm. uh, I thought that was another 
great moment where and it gives you perspective you know like uh you know like right now we all kind of live in excess and we're we're all just kind of like well i'm gonna vote where i don't get taxed so much or whatever not that i did yeah but uh, or we did that but uh and so we don't because we don't either uh, remember what it was like to come when we had nothing and needed aid to get to a good spot where we could grow on our own or or we just never been there and, or you know, and it's just like, oh man, this is a great epiphany uh, to to realize, like, hey, you know, that kind of culture really bolsters other people, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think he just has that that moment too for himself, where it's like, all right, and then with, that leads us into the the tail end of the movie, uh, where he's finally willing to pray with Herschel at his grandma's grave, a great right. Grandma. That was really nice. Yeah, that was. <clears throat> That was a really nice scene where he's like, "Do you want to pray?" And Herschel's like, "Oh, yeah, I do." Yeah, the so he's in Schlopskreit and he goes and he prays and Herschel pops up. He's like, "Hey, I asked the I asked Alexa how to fly here." (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Yeah, Uh, and you know they both talk and they he takes uh, Ben to the spot that he and his great grandmother used to go to their own spot on this lake. I thought that was so funny because this lake is like beautiful in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the movie, you're just looking at like what is it like tens? Uh, uh, what do you call Smoke them? Smokestacks. Uh, but like they're they're uh, the nuclear uh, nuclear um, yeah, stacks, yeah. P- power plants. Yeah, power plant. There you go. There's like ten of them out in the distance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the the place basically looks like a sewer at this point. Yeah, but it's it was probably really where nice they dump sea- waste now. Yeah, but it was a really nice scene because, of course, it was kind of mirroring the scene at the beginning where he's like, hey, we're going to find a way to bring you back and, and we're going to be successful together. Right. You know, that was such a nice callback to the or the original part of the movie. It's just meets, what you've been thinking the whole time, too. Like, just work like together. It, make him just, an app. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, and then uh, at the end of the movie, they're together and, and everything seems to be working out. But the, that's where I wanted expanding. I could have done with like 10 more minutes of the film where they showed me how they got Herschel back. Like, I could have used that they, in like, you know how they always, like some movies, they'll do a montage in the credits and it's yeah. showing like, oh, whatever. They went up and stopped oh, yeah. in the Bloomberg. I don't know what, what they would say in such a small uh company but yeah i agree like that would have been a nice little outro but i liked i liked how they had the wholesome ending it, you know for a short story i felt like that was the right way to go oh, yeah it was but, it was fine but yeah i totally would have loved to have seen but, maybe some more comedic scenes of him grappling with the success i'm sorry that mid credit scene had me laughing so hard yeah did you not watch the mid credit I, I scene i did but remind me what it was Barbara Streisand, they're watching that movie oh, where Barbara yeah. Streisand... And he's still really attracted to Barbara Streisand. He's like, he's like, who is this Who is this woman? So that's Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand. She's Jew? He's like, yes, yeah. she's Jewish. Jeez. And he's like, one day, I will have Barbara Streisand. <laughs> and he's like, watching, watching a movie that's how, how many years old? I don't know. He- and Barbara Streisand's taking her, taking her shirt off in the movie. I, don't, I can't... I don't know Barbara Streisand movies very well. Yeah, me neither. Maybe it's like Yentl or something like that. Okay, but yeah, she's, it makes sense. But she's taking her shirt off and and uh, Herschel's just smiling and he's like, this is very nasty movie. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Ben Ben's sitting there going, oh my God, watching this with you is just giving me a whole new perspective. <laughs> <laughs> 
that was so good to me having them watch this Barbara Streisand movie which is genius genius uh, little mid credit scene that made everything worth it yeah because totally. I, I almost turned it off I thought oh it's it's done but I was like I don't know let's just see and I started kind of flipping through the credits and I saw it and I was like oh this is yes yeah and I just think that you know, with Seth Rogen, he'd be like, we, we have to do something funny like a Marvel film where we have a post-credit or mid-credit scene. And uh, right. I just expect that kind of thing from him. Like, you know, it's going to have something yeah. like that for the viewers, a little treat. Actually, here's a little uh, trivia on the movie. Seth Rogen originally didn't want to play both Herschel and Ben. What? What did he want to do? Yeah. Have another he actor? He just wanted to play Ben or have Herschel. Yeah, and have another actor oh, play okay. that. That would and make think, it a little uh, make a little more sense, but it was funnier as a double oh, was, role. And he did brilliant uh, with both roles. He did. Like he just did it. Herschel was such a well thought out character. Yeah. That uh, it would have been it would have been sad not having him play that character as well. Yeah, and even when he uh, does Herschel pretending to be Ben, he does it amazingly. Yes. Oh yeah. So with the accent, kind of. Yes. Lower and, yeah, I thought yeah. that too. I was like, man, I don't, I don't know if I could make a voice like that. And then turn that voice into an American voice. It, yeah, right. He's like, uh, hey, dudes. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so Brandon Trost or Brandon Trost, I think is how you pronounce it, directed this film and uh, did a very good job. And he doesn't. I don't think he has very many movies to his name. No, not a lot. He did. Uh, he did Future Man episodes, which is Seth Rogen's. Uh, he Seth Rogen's produced a television series on Hulu, and then uh, he did a movie. I know, I remember this movie coming out, and I never saw it. And it was one that I did want to see. It's called The FP, and it's about a future world where instead of fighting, they they do Dance Dance Revolution. Oh, cool! Like gangs go <laughs> against each other on Dance Dance Revolution. Uh, it's like a post-apocalyptic world and that's what they have but I never saw the movie I always I actually did really want to it kind of in the vein of um, uh, like an 80s exploitation type weird pop film but um, he did that and so now we have him here and then um, Seth Rogen I I believe helped uh, write the script with with Brandon Mm -hmm. and then um, the other notable actor in this so there's the the part Plot point is he wants to sell Bebop to uh, an investor friend that he went to college with. <laughs> yeah. And he's into it. And so he goes to have the meeting and then they're, you know, immediately the investor, Liam, is like, oh, we're not going to invest in you, dude. We uh, we decided not to. And he's like, why? And he's like, because you are a criminal. You got, you got arrested yesterday. Yeah. And he's like, but can't we do it? He goes, if you come up with something else that's not about ethics or whatever, we can do that. And, you know. The rest of the film, he's trying to figure out a way to make this... Because he spent five years making this app. And to make this ethical app uh, turn it into kind of the bad boys. Like, the bad boy of ethics, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Like trying to spin it. And another reason that he's mad at Herschel is because Liam instead decides to invest in the pickles. Uh, instead of investing in him. Yes. But I bring this up. It's not a huge part of the movie. He's not... But he's also one of the bigger names in the movie after Seth Rogen. And it's uh, Jorma Tacone. And I'm pretty sure I am su- saying his name absolutely wrong. <laughs> uh, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure it's it's like Jorma I think uh, it's something. I think it's Tack 1. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's <laughs> yogging. It's like a soft game. <laughs> but uh, you'll, you'll know if you recognize the name... 
It's uh, it's it, it's the dude from the Lonely Islands. Your attack one. <laughs> it's it, you know Andy Samberg's band. He's the little squirrely one. Yeah. Uh, beans, if you ever beans. saw, yeah, it from Hot Rod. Yeah. Cool beans. He's the little brother. Yeah. Um, and then uh, pop star never stop never stopping, which is like one of my favorite comedies. Uh, I love that movie. But that's, of course, The Lonely Islands, those three dudes. Yeah, he so. helped write that one and uh, started in it as well. Right. Uh, Jorma, I mean, I'm just going to call him Jorma. Jorma um, directed all those movies as well, like The Pop Star and Hot Rod. You sure you want to go with Jorma? It's not the soft J, the Yorma? Yorma? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't, I don't. I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but anyway, he's the only other real notable person other than um, Elliot Grazer, who you talked about, was in a few things as well. Uh-huh. So, um... You know, it's one of those movies where it really is just Ben and Herschel back and forth. You know, that's that's the big thing. That's their big back and forth and them going against each other. And it is it is only frustrating because you know that they would do better together. I kept thinking, oh, man, uh, the, you know, Ben needs to go and say, I'm sorry. I really want to help you with the pickle thing because they could have really just done like amazingly. But yeah, right from the beginning. But he would not have done... Well, I guess he did have the pickle idea right away, but he wouldn't have gone out and done it the artisanal way if if, they didn't have their conflict. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. Oh, it's so gross, though, when he's talking about uh, talking to the interviewer on television. Yeah. He's like, uh, so, you know, this is all made special or whatever. He's like, oh, yeah, I get to rainwater off roof. He's like, so what? There's, like, bird bird crap in there there. and stuff? He's like... Like, yeah, it makes it taste better. Like, oh, oh uh, Nutrients. Uh, uh, anyway. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's let's get down to the bottom of this. I, passengers, I totally, 100%, if you have HBO Max, uh, watch this. Take an hour and a half out of your day. Sit down and just giggle. Because it's, it's, it's a fun one. It was a fun movie. Uh, yeah, and, and and for me, you know, if you're a Seth Rogen fan and you like the uh, light, uh, dumb comedies, uh, I would definitely recommend it. To, uh, but there, I, I couldn't, I don't know if I could recommend it for everyone, but I, I recommend it to people who have a similar taste to myself, yeah. Sure, if you like Seth Rogen. I mean, it really yeah, is. Yeah, of course. A Seth, but I think it's And then you one get the, two Seth Rogens in this film. <laughs> it's one of the better Seth Rogen films. Right. Yeah, I was gonna, that's exactly what I said earlier. It's like the best worst Seth Rogen film at the same time because the production is amazing and the story is is great uh, but it's the the comedic moments they're you you have to be ready for that kind of political yeah. wacky humor that that stems from them uh, that yeah. it, but if you're not a fan if you're not a fan of that then I can't give you the recommendation but if if you are like myself then totally go for that I do want to say this one last thing, though. You, you, you pinpointed it there. You said a high production value. When Seth Rogen was talking about making this movie, he said it's movies like Thor Ragnarok and the MCU comedy stuff mm-hmm. that made him have to put high production value into it. Totally. Because he said, he said like Thor Ragnarok set the bar for everything comedies being really high quality as well. Yeah, I, so I, when, I agree. So it was really cool to, to know that, that he kind of took from the MCU and was like, okay, I guess we got to do this well. And I'm glad he did, because it, it was fun. 
Yeah, I agree. I just think it's a great message to to comedies everywhere, anyone who's going to make a comedy. Because, I mean, we all know that. Like, man, if they had just put a few more dollars into this darn budget, that could have been a really good movie. Not just like a dumb comedy that I have to force somebody else to watch. Uh, And, you know, so I agree. I'm just glad that they're finally realizing that if you put the production value, it can actually be a semi-serious movie and a comedy. Oh, yeah. Well... Mark, let's hear a word from our sponsor. All right. Welcome back, passengers. Uh, I hope you like that word from our sponsors. Here we are with the uh, birthday and news, and we'll start off with the birthdays. So uh, August 16th, we have Steve Carell. Oh, man. What what hasn't this guy done that isn't just like pure gold, right? Right. You know, I haven't watched, uh, was it Space Force yet? yet? Oh, it was good. Was it? It was. Yes. I've just heard back and forth things, so it never caught me. I mean, I love Steve Carell, and The Office, of course, is uh, is coming. <gasps> oh my god! Gold. I'm. I'm. It, I did not watch. Uh, I did not watch Space Force. I watched the other one. Um, oh my god! Avalon Five or something like that. I have no idea what that is. It's oh, uh, you're talking about the one on HBO. Yes. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I didn't watch. I, I did want to watch that. That looked really fun. But it, that's that the one with really House. Good. Yeah. With, uh, exactly. The dude from House, uh, uh, Lori. Um, yes. Hugh Laurie. Uh, but yes, Steve Carell, The Office, Space Force, uh, Crazy, Crazy Stupid, Stupid Love. love. Yeah, <laughs> yeah love we both thought of that. Such a good movie. <laughs> Such a good movie. Um, but yes, Steve Carell. And then uh, after Steve Carell, we have James Cameron, who gave us oh. the amazing Aliens, uh, Terminator 1 and 2. Just everything epic you can think of from us coming uh, coming up from our childhood and so on and adulthood. Right. He's been oh, a part of it. The Abyss. I love The Abyss. Oh, yeah. Um, but then, like, uh, I could kind of take or leave these Avatar sequels coming out. Like, I'm not super excited for Avatar 2 through 5. Uh... So I'm a, so I just kind of found out about it when I when I I mean I knew there was a sequel but as far as going up to number five like what I just saw I was like what but I am a little intrigued uh, because uh, I, I've wanted to write my own like space odyssey type things that were of like a somewhat type of alien alien invasion type story and so what I really like about the idea of it going that deep is that you're kind of seeing like history play out in a fictional way uh, when it comes to colonization. And so I really like, I like watching all of that, all those stories, but I don't know. I think once you get to like number four and five, I think we're going to be done with it. But three, about, three might work. Two will work. Oh God, I just don't think Avatar holds up as well as it did in the theaters. Avatar was a theater movie for me. It was an IMAX 3D film for me. I saw that thing probably four or five times in the theater in the IMAX in mm-hmm. Colleyville. It was, it was beautiful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I but it's now cinema family. movie grill. Right, yeah. I took family. I took friends. Uh, I went alone. I think once, I mean, that movie was awesome in the theater. Yeah. The, didn't remember we went, uh, on my birthday and I, yeah. <laughs> I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just cause it was late. Watching it on the small screen is, not as epic. The movie kind of falls flat for me. It was the beauty in what it looked like in 3D. Maybe if I had a 3D TV, I'd be a little bit more into it again. But honestly, so, like, it was at the height. Uh, James Cameron invented a new 3D yeah. technology. Remember, Which you I'm and I went and of, saw yeah. the 
you and I went and saw the uh, preview yeah, at the yeah. in Dallas. Uh, yeah. It was like a 15, 20 minute preview. Right. And I remember my eyes hurting so bad. Yeah, I'm actually not a fan of today's 3D technology uh, because um, I liked, you know, the old school way where it actually looked like it was popping out at you versus well, what we have today, which is more depth. You. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, man, I can really tell that that has a three-dimensional aspect inside the screen. But nothing, it doesn't like if something, boom, like flies at you. I'm not trying to dodge it like the old days. You know what I mean? Right. It's not movies like Spy Kids 3D where they're throwing stuff at you as part of the 3D. It's Yeah, I guess. And then, but also, uh, I also have to disagree with you. I feel like the movie still holds up really well. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you, it, it, it it's not as impressive as if you watch it on a 120-inch screen or an IMAX. Uh, you know, uh, I'm sorry, 120 inch, that's tiny, that's not a theater screen. Uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, but a huge theater screen, um, uh, you know, it obviously, it, it pales to that. But I, I can watch that movie, like, as, uh, whenever. Uh, you know, but it's, uh, I, I love it, uh, I think it's, I think it's a great movie, but it's just, but I do agree that it's gonna get played out at some point during those five movies. In fact, um, I don't think we'll ever see number five. Like, I think it'll, uh, it'll get played out. We'll see. We'll yeah. see how two and three do. They're they're filming back back to back. So yeah, we'll, all of we'll them are, are are filming. And uh, but also we have to thank him for True Lies. I I, I loved <laughs> that movie as well. Yes. I, I James Cameron's awesome. Like, let's yeah. not beat around the bush. Yeah. Uh, but I I personally, if you ask me what my favorite James Cameron films are, they're gonna be. Abyss, Aliens, Terminator mm-hmm. 1 and 2, you know? Anyway, um, after James Cameron, it's Madonna. I had to yeah. put Madonna in here. She's like the queen of pop. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I would... I would, I might even say that Lady Gaga's kind of taken that over at this point. T- taken out of it? No, taking over queen of pop. Uh, I guess. I mean, it's they just because there's nobody else, but I don't think... I, I feel like Madonna still is uh, worlds ahead of Lady well, Gaga. It's just, that, it's just that Lady Gaga pushes the envelope a little bit more. Sure. But, but did, Madonna did in the 80s. Uh, yeah, exactly. But uh, again, but like now... Madonna. But now, yes, exactly. I'm like, I love Madonna. But now... So think about this. Like, Madonna did what she did in a time where it was not really accepted. You know, right. uh, but um, and and Lady Gaga, it's more of a stunt show because we want to see those things now, right? And we almost right. expect it, so it's not. I, for me, it's not as a cutting edge. Uh, it's kind of like when a, a a young kid is like, "What Jimi Hendrix sucks compared to artists now," and it's like. Uh, their their argument is that we have so much more technology. It's like no, the person who did it when there was no technology is better. <laughs> right, but if you go back and you look at you look at Lady Gaga now, like now she's actually um, she's doing some of the same stuff that Madonna did, but in a different way. So you've got you've got um, the album she just brought out, Chromatica, and it's this really good pop ballad. It's a very good album. I the, check it out. The, the, the album she did before, I can't believe, I can't think of its name right now, was a very subtle, almost country-esque album, yeah. uh, Americana. Like, it wasn't poppy. It wasn't like a pop album. So I, I kind of think that's cool that she's kind of m- building her own way, where Madonna, Madonna, the only reason that we can have singers like Gaga and, and Britney and all those is because Madonna paved that way. Exactly. Exactly. So, 
yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm glad that Madonna's still alive too. You know, I was thinking of the King of Pop, Michael Jackson, and how sad I am that he's gone because I, I would have loved to have seen uh, what music he could have still been bringing out now. But uh, you know, and unfortunately, probably would have gotten called out as he did. You know, post uh, post mortem. You know, he's uh, getting called out for that Me Too movement and for the the if he really did molest the children or not, but. I don't know. I'm not going to make the claim that he did or didn't. Uh, it just, that's sad to me. Anyway, I'm yeah. sorry. We're going to move on from that. Um, August 17th, Robert De Niro. Oh, man. I <laughs> love Robert De Niro. He's a powerhouse, dude. Yes. I mean. To, to, the fact that he even said, okay, I'll be in Joker. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I, and then even even when he did uh, uh, Silver Linings, oh man, that was a great role that he did there. Silver Lining uh, Playbook. Playbook. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, great movie, fantastic and, film. And that's and that's without mentioning his previous stuff that I just love, like Casino, like any of his uh, mob yeah. roles oh, at yeah. all. Uh, but, he, the 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 uh, uh, Meet the Fockers, you know. Meet the Fockers, man. Oh. Meet the Fockers is just his seminal work, man. That that just. Not seminal, but it's it's amazing work. I mean, it is fantastic to see him in this comedy role. He's so good in all three of those films. Oh yeah, and oh, uh, and yeah. I can't help but watch that movie and think of my dad. <laughs> I, I think of, I think of my dad as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, both. Uh, or what about analyze this and analyze that? Yes, yes. Oh my gosh! I was just gonna say that. Yeah, I Robert love those De Niro movies. doing comedy was a revelation it really was oh just so funny he thank is you just so such much. a girl you too <laughs> thank you oh thank you so much uh moving on to another powerhouse of an actor sean mm. penn yeah powerhouse i mean gut punch at times when he acts he can do fast times yep goofy character mm-hmm and then do something so emotional, like his character in Mystic River. Yeah, or or Milk. That was another great movie. Yeah. Oh my gosh, just a powerhouse of an actor. It yeah. Just he, he gets into those roles, and he is that. Um, God, what was the? I am Sam. I am Sam. Yeah, I knew, I was, oh knew that was coming up next. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He did he so did. great. Oh my gosh, so and, good! And also establish the uh, <laughs> the rule that comes up in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> never go full retard. Don't say it. Don't say it. We can't say it anymore. But there is the rule. <laughs> well, it's, it's quoting. It's quoting. I guess quoting, we're okay. Yeah. But yeah, um, Edward uh, August eighteenth. We're gonna start off with Edward Norton. You know, yeah, I used to love. love. Love Edward Norton. There was um, yep. was it the Twenty Fifth Hour? Was that the name of that Fight movie? Fight Club. Yeah, I mean, Fight, yeah. Fight Club. He played. He was the uh, Incredible Hulk in the MCU for the Briefly. first movie. Yeah. Uh, and just after he played the Incredible Hulk, people started talking about how he was hard to work with, and well, it's because you know I'm assuming he every you know he is a was is a renowned actor. And after Fight Club, he just had this huge following. I had and, an ego too. And I'm sorry. He had a huge ego too. 
Yeah, exactly. So we got a huge ego, wanted a ton of money at the very beginning of the franchise. And I think that just put a bad taste in everyone's mouth uh, regarding him. But, I mean, just from uh, American History X and all that stuff oh, uh, that gosh. he did, he was such a great actor and uh, still is. It's just, uh, I don't, I think after just, yeah, illustrating to everyone how difficult he can be uh, at the beginning of a project makes you not want to invest in the long run. And Agreed. Uh, it's just it's just sad that, that he kind of fell from fell from grace a little bit. I wouldn't say he's like his his career's not over. It's just that people. It's not are over, getting... but he's not doing anything. Of he just did that motherless Brooklyn, which bombed. Like oh, did he's it? not. It bombed. He's not doing anything of notice. But let's let's bring up one more movie of his that hasn't been brought up. Keeping a face. Death to Smoochie. Oh my God! Thank you so much for bringing up Death to Smoochie. Yes. Death to Smoochie. Yeah. Robin Williams and him in a dark comedy oh, about a Barney-esque character. That's one of my favorite Robin Williams movies, man. Oh my gosh. How good were they both in that film? They're amazing. That entire movie is amazing. And, uh, oh. and <laughs> I mean, even Danny DeVito was good in that movie. Uh, oh. oh, man. Such a great film. But also rest Keeping the Faith. Yes, rest, rest in, in peace, peace, Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Because he... His uh, anniversary of his death just came up not too long ago. Yes. And uh, yeah. remember, everybody, if you're feeling down, uh, you're not alone. Seek help. Uh, people love you. We love you. Yeah, we do. Thank you, passengers. Um, we'll move on. Christian Slater. Wow. So that's that's kind of like a blast from the past, right? Like, I don't I don't know if I see him doing anything uh, these days. Do you? Christian Slater's one of those guys who shows up in TV shows sometimes and you're like, holy <gasps> crap, it's, it's Christian <laughs> Slater <laughs> yeah. uh, doing something awesome. To me, though, Christian Slater and Kevin Bacon could have been like Christian Slater could have been Kevin Bacon. He just yeah. didn't pick the roles that Kevin Bacon picked. Right. But you know what my favorite Christian Slater film is? Uh, is it Robin The Hood? Wizard. <laughs> yeah. The Wizard. Uh, that that is the, awesome. He was the brother. So I'm going to uh, bring up uh, my favorite movie of his is Very Bad Things. Oh, my gosh. The darkest of dark comedies. Yeah, the, the darkest first, of dark. The first dark comedy I ever watched. Yeah, it, it really started out... Uh, a genre really oh my gosh that's a good movie uh do you remember broken arrow where he yeah played with john travolta heck yeah wow the stealth pilot yes and that's oh. what like right when that plane had uh had uh, come out and yeah. uh, again again with this ufo documentary that i watched unacknowledged <laughs> on netflix uh they claim that or they don't claim but they uh hypothesize that uh that some of that budget uh, was used to make a uh, reproduction vehicle, and I'll have to uh, watch because that it has a similar structure to that stealth bomber. Uh, but yeah, you have to. I recommend it. I recommend that to everyone. Watch Unacknowledged. Uh, it's <laughs> that's awesome. on Netflix. Yes. Cool. But yeah, Christian Slater. I, I like him when he pops up and stuff. His uh, sister was actually Supergirl in the 1980s Supergirl film. Oh, that's cool. Uh, is I it know Helen that. Slater? I believe. Nice. She also plays uh, Supergirl's mom in the TV series. You know what? I might have to change my favorite uh, <laughs> favorite movie of his to Fern Gully. <laughs> oh, was he the was he the he's main dude? Pip, he's Pip's voice. Uh, oh I don't, my <laughs> gosh! 
I forgot about that. I was that. just scrolling through here and I saw it. I just had to make that oh. joke. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, Christian Slater. Um, after Christian Slater, I just threw this in here because I used to love TGIF on ABC yeah. on Friday nights back in the day. But uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner, he played the son in Family Matters. Mm-hmm. He, if you'll you'll realize when the when the black move Black Lives Matter movement started really getting big here in the past couple of months ago, uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner kind of got really big into it and even posted uh, the episode where he gets roughed up by police because he's a black guy in a in a rich neighborhood. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, and so they they put that episode up on the on you know YouTube and on Facebook and all that. And so uh, he, he posted that and was like, you know, we really need to do something. This isn't something that's just happening now. This was happening back then too. So, right. Uh, so yeah. And I used to love family matters and I know he's doing some stuff. He kind of yeah. pops in shows here Apparently and there. Apparently he's uh, recently been doing the uh, lethal weapons series. And I believe that also stores stars, Jordana Brewster. Uh, no, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it, but I, I uh, because I have a huge celebrity crush on Jordana Brewster, who's <laughs> going to be starring in the Fast and the Furious uh, Nine movie that'll be releasing there, soon. Isn't uh, there a movie you sent me a trailer for with Jordana Brewster recently? As like a horror film? Yeah, yeah. I really wanted to do that next. Oh my god, I'm going. Uh, I'm going blank on what it was called, but I am looking forward. to It was directed by that. Jay Baruchel, and that has me interested already because I love Jay Baruchel. Uh, right. Anyway, moving on. Um, August 19th, we have Matthew Perry of Friends fame. Yes. And uh, also uh, 17 again. I oh, gosh, another 17. guilty pleasure of mine. He was Chandler, right? On Friends? Yes, yeah, he was Chandler. Chandler. Yeah. Yeah, 17, 17 again? Is That that was the movie, yeah, where, where Zac Efron uh, plays a younger version of him. Uh-huh. And then uh, he wakes up uh, Is that really a guilty pleasure of yours? Yeah, dude. I mean, uh, it's hilarious. His nerdy friend, uh, the guy from Reno 911. I'm terrible with names. Um, the... Um is his nerdy friend. I mean, they it's so funny, and the nerdy friend is constantly speaking uh, Elvish <laughs> to try to get the principal to oh, go on a date right. with him. And that's it's a right. funny movie. I mean, uh, if you look at the other subplots surrounding the main plot, it's hilarious. I um I was I recently and I say recently it's been in the past few years I got into that television series Matthew Perry did where he was like a sports talk radio host. Uh-huh. That was really fun, but it only lasted about a month, uh, about a season. Well, you know, those shows that you get into those, the guys from friends really, uh, get a bad, you know, they, they get into these one season shows and it doesn't go anywhere. Well, I think they expect to be able to carry it themselves or something like that, but really they were on a team of amazing oh, actors yeah. and that's what really made friends stand out so much. Uh, and, uh, also I got to bring up, uh, the whole nine yards, the, that, that was, I love those movies. Oh, uh, at least that yeah. first one, but yeah. Oh yeah, the whole nine yards and the whole ten yards. Those are both great movies. Yeah. Ah, I forgot about that as well. Next up, we have John Stamos, man, another uh, staple of the TGIF movement or TGIF uh, ABC Friday nights. Uh, yes. He was in Full House as Uncle Jesse, and you know he was one of he's one of those guys that again every time he shows up, I'm pretty happy with what he does. He was in uh, ER for a little while. He was in uh, that show Grandfathered. Yeah, I really with, wanted uh, to check that out. I liked Grandfathered. Uh, we I think it only ran a season, but we we enjoyed it. Uh, I mean, really, what made it was uh, Josh from Drake and Josh. Yeah. 
uh, for me because I just love Drake and Josh. But uh, John Stamos is awesome, and he's I, I don't know if he still is married to Rebecca Romaine. No, I don't Rebecca, believe so. Rebecca I think Romaine Rebecca Romaine is, is, is now Rebecca with Romaine, um, yeah. I think she's with uh, Jerry O'Connell. Oh. Huh. Anyway, yeah. too bad. Love that guy. <laughs> Thank you for Full and Fuller House. I didn't I didn't watch all of Fuller House though. I watched a season. That's it. Not because it was bad, just because I had other stuff to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, up next, Mark, I don't expect you to know who this is. But oh, if you of course do, I know who this is. I just watched Deeds yesterday. Peter Gallagher. Yeah. Um, for me, Peter Gallagher was was the 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 father in the OC. Like, that show, Four oh, Seasons. Oh, yeah, you were all over that show. Oh, man, I still love that show. I still, from time to time, are like, I'm going to go watch an episode. I love... And Peter Gallagher was really a staple for that show. But, I mean, his career is is everywhere. He so does for me, he will always be uh, the Sancho or the other guy uh, for uh, in American Beauty. The king real estate guy. Oh my gosh, he was the real estate guy. Yeah. So, uh, he's Buddy Kane is who he played, but he refers to himself as the king. (laughs) Oh, yes. I love love him as an actor. I will, uh, anytime he pops up again, and it's like these actors, I'm like, every time they pop up, I really like them, but I do. I love Peter Gallagher. Yeah, yeah. I just watched Mr. Deeds yesterday because it popped up in, you know, Oh my gosh, he's the guy in Mr. Deeds as well! Yeah, so I was just like, oh my god, and uh, and actually that that movie is still pretty funny today, and it brings up some, uh, it has a good soundtrack, so I was just like, oh man, that's great nostalgia right there. You you underestimate the power of my sneakiness. (laughs) Yes! Yes! that part uh, I totally have forgotten about the sneakiness too <laughs> um, okay so August 20th we have Andrew Garfield who the worst uh, Spider-Man no the second best Spider-Man but what well, yes oh blasphemy Tom Holland Andrew Garfield <laughs> and uh, 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 gee, I can't even remember his name right now Tobey Maguire Tobey Maguire and you're just Dude, forgetting no. to make a point I can see you I can no, see, Tobey Maguire your... is <laughs> okay. Andrew Garfield was better as a Spider-Man. Not saying that the Spider-Man movies were better. He was a better Spider-Man than Tobey Maguire. I disagree. He was the worst. And literally, uh, still promoting my uh, drinking game uh, for uh, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Mans. Anytime uh, you hear Andrew Garfield say seriously or are you serious, you got to take a shot. You will be trashed in the first ten minutes of that movie. I do want to. <laughs> I do want to see uh, Andrew Garfield's film Under the Silver Lake. That one, and it's an A twenty four film, so I want to see even more. But anyway, doesn't and if matter anybody what you tries think. out my game, uh, please let me know and uh, tell me if it's good. <laughs> uh, Amy Adams is up next. Amy Adams uh, recently, of course, as Lois Lane in Man of Steel and Justice League and um, uh-huh. uh, Batman versus Superman. But also, well, God, actually, the list. I really liked her as Lois Lane. Oh yeah, she was great, Lois Lane. She was she was great, Lois Lane. I'm excited to see what kind of stuff they give her for um, the Snyder cut. But uh, also, um, Sharp Objects on HBO. Oh, I haven't seen Have it. You it's watched good? that? No, no. Blew me away. She was just amazing. I love Amy Adams. Uh, oh, Arrival. Yes, the, I the really like that oh movie. Oh my gosh. Oh, she just is... Amy Adams is a great actress. She picks good movies. 
if you ever want to see something funny, go watch the first season of Smallville, where she plays this girl who was really fat and then gets hit by one of the meteorites that comes down that gives everyone powers. Uh, she becomes super skinny and I think she can like make people fat or something like that. And I'm going to also express a little uh, appreciation here because she did a little short role as uh, the, credited as the gorgeous woman in uh, Tenacious D's The Pick of Destiny. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Amy, Amy Adams. I just, she's, oh, she's a... And Enchanted. Enchanted was a, a guilty pleasure. I can't wait for that sequel. Oh, I'm so excited to get that sequel. I just love, love Amy Adams, love yeah. Enchanted, love Disney. Yeah. Um, up next, I, I put Demi Lovato in here because, of course, I love Disney, like I just said, and she was a Disney kid. Uh-huh. But she also makes some pretty good music, and she was so good in Eurovision uh, the last oh, right. the saga the fire saga yeah that's pretty much the only thing that's really put her on my radar uh, recently because I, I don't know how much I listen to her music and uh, I don't know a whole lot about her except for what kind of came out of the news and whatnot so uh, right uh, she was also in Glee she was, she had a, a role in like one of the last two seasons of Glee I did not watch Glee uh, I did I was a Glee fan I yeah um, anyway after Demi Lovato, August 21st, we have Hayden Panettiere. Yes. I know you love Hayden Panettiere. I do. I do. Heroes. Uh, yes, exactly. Oh She's the save the cheerleader, save the world. Uh, oh, my and goodness. Love that show through it so all much. four seasons. She yes. was a, a big part of it. Yes. I, that ending was so good for that mm-hmm. fourth season. So good where she shows the world that people have powers. Yeah, and I, I could have... I could have watched that show forever, honestly. <laughs> I, really I wanted could've. it to go on. I was really sad when uh-huh. they canceled it after season four, but I thought Same. that was a good ending. I, it was a good I, ending, but it's only it because they knew it was going to end. Like It wasn't right. like a lot of other shows where they're like, we're open for another season, but then they get canceled, and then the ending sucked because that's all you got. Uh, but they, I think they knew they were done, so... Uh, I did like... I liked both the third and fourth season a lot. I, I that can, season... With the circus was so good. Yeah, I love that entire. Oh, that was that. That's the circus one was so. Yeah, good. that circus season. I think that was the last season. That uh-huh. season was real good. Um. Anyway, she she's done a lot of stuff. Also, she was in Beth um, Cooper. I love you, Beth Cooper. I love you, Beth Cooper. Uh, she's she was she's been in so many different oh, films and Scream Four. She was in uh, Remember the Titans as a very oh, uh, young child. Scream Four. She was the the awful actress yeah Kirby Reed was her name there yeah and, uh, wait what awful actress she was an actress and she she acted all uh, like she entitled was was she an actress in that uh, but uh, I didn't I don't remember I that I just remember she was she was she was really cool but slightly elitist uh, but I think that's just kind of like uh, Scream 4 was a social commentary about how kind of everyone operates now and they're kind of all after the fame so everyone was fair, just kind of presenting themselves in like a Hollywood fashion to be fair I haven't seen Scream 4 since it released so oh man you gotta rewatch it it's good uh, I, I, wanna, I, I have a plan to watch all four of them and then the TV series oh good call but uh, the the only thing disappointing about Scream 4 for me is the premise is just that today's reasons for murdering people are really lame and <laughs> yeah. but other than that the it did uh picture the time perfectly right it did um i i do i, I do have to go back and watch them uh after hayden Panettiere, another 
big one, Carrie Ann Moss, who, well, I say Trinity, but she was Trinity in the Matrix, right? And so for us, for the nerddom, I mean, Trinity was a not only an amazing uh, character in the movies, but kind of a sex symbol as well. Yeah, and also she was in uh, Memento as Natalie in uh, yep. year 2000. So, I mean, she's been in some really awesome uh, nerd favorites. Excuse me, uh, nerd favorites. And, uh, I mean, like, honestly, Memento is just a good movie all around. It's not, I wouldn't oh, even say well. it. It might be kind of... It's just a good not movie. a cult yeah. classic, I don't think. Is it? Uh, Memento's probably more cult classic because people still, uh, when, you t- when you think of... Um, Christopher Nolan, you're now thinking of Batman, you're thinking of uh, Interstellar, you're thinking, uh, you know, those movies. So, um, but yeah, yeah, cool classic. But she's uh, she was also uh, in a really indie, she did a lot of indie films. She's in one of my favorite indie films, The Chum Scrubber. Oh, Just man. A, I forgot about remember that. Remember that movie? Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. You showed it really to me good. forever ago. Oh, yeah. I used to, I, I own that on DVD. Uh, really good movie. I should go back and watch that again. Yeah. Um, and then last but not least, certainly not least, because she's one of my favorites. August twenty second, we have uh, Kirsten Kristen Wig. Yes, amazing I, comedian. Amazing. SNL brought her to the spotlight, but she has made her way um, on her own. Like, mm-hmm. say what you will about the female 2018, 20 I don't remember twenty sixteen. Ghostbusters film? I think it's So I still haven't seen it, but uh, I need okay. to. Okay. Well, passengers, say what you will. She she and... Um, and I can't think of her name right now. The blonde one, uh, who I absolutely love as well. Both Jennifer were, Lawrence? No, 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 no. From <laughs> the Ghostbusters. Uh, oh. oh. I, I can't. Uh, she's. I love her. I just can't think of her name right now. But anyway, they both were fantastic in that film. Of course... Uh, I'm really excited to see Kristen Wiig take on a more serious role as a cheetah in uh, Wonder Woman 84. Oh, nice. Yeah. She's the the bad guy. So, or one of the bad guys. Cheetah's like, Cheetah is Wonder Woman's arch nemesis. Arch nemesis, arch nemesis. Yeah. Um, it's like when you think of Superman, you think of Lex Luthor. When you think of Batman, you think of Joker. Wonder Woman is, is Cheetah's. Or Cheetah is one of Wonder Woman's. Other than like Ares and stuff like that, the gods. But... Um, I thought she was hilarious in Paul. Remember that? Is, the, uh, Seth Rogen is Paul the, the alien voice of film? the alien movie? Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, I saw that one time and I, I because I love Seth Rogen and, and, or not Seth Rogen, well, I love Seth Rogen, but it was um, Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. Yes. Exactly. Right? So, yeah, you know, when you have them together in a film, they're doing a new one coming out that looks really good. But when you have them in a film, I'm all about it. But yeah, I'll, I'll go see any Kristen Wiig film. I loved the beginning of Bridesmaid when Kristen Wiig is with John Hamm. It's just so <laughs> funny because I love John Hamm and I love Kristen Wiig and having them together. It's just so just great. But yeah, um, happy birthday to our celebrities. Happy birthday, everyone. So it's not a big – well, I guess it's a big news day um, or news week or whatever you want to call it. But um, we just got word that Garth Davis is going to direct Tron 3. And uh, Garth Davis directed Lion, which is like a serious film. So it'll be interesting to see how you go from a serious film to uh, to Tron 3, which I guess they could take serious. Yeah, um, Tron's awesome. There's the, that one that came out with uh, – Legacy. Yeah, Legacy. That was with, just uh, fantastic. Headland and um, Olivia Wilde. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, our favorite 
Big Lebowski, uh, why Jeff Bridges. And, um, you know, it hasn't been said anything else about the movie. We just know that Jared Leto is playing a character named Ares. So, you know, God of War, right? Yeah, but uh, if you if you give him that aesthetic, that Tron aesthetic, and um, what was that guy's name that uh, was supposed to offer them safe transport? Uh, Zeus, right? Uh, Zeus, uh, man, did they give him a similar aesthetic to that? Man, Jared Leto is just going to knock it right out of the park. He, I Jared think he Leto's would really own it. I, I hate that people look back and they think when they think of Jared Leto, everyone starts thinking about his Joker role, which really yeah, was he just, had so many other roles that were so many better roles. I mean, and I just I wish people would stop comparing him to the Joker. Like, oh man, he was the Joker though, so we don't want him in anything, dude. He won a freaking Oscar for um, playing the the trans lady in um, Dallas Buyers Club. Yes, uh, he he's. The blind um, guy in in Blade Runner twenty forty four. He's like the villain. He's the something beautiful that Edward Norton destroys in Fight yeah. Club. Thirty seconds to Mars, lead singer. Exactly. You know, yeah. He's, he's Requiem so for more. a Dream. Requiem for a Dream should just that's the one thing everyone should point to and say, Jared Leto's an amazing actor. Let's he's, let him do anything he wants to he do. Was ama- he was Paul Allen in American Psycho, like. Really, like he just—I think he, I think he should have had the cojones to just been like, "Hey, um, you know, this character needs a little bit more if I'm going to be dressed up so crazily." Like Joker, it, yeah, yeah, and I mean, because really, they just—because uh, I wasn't a huge fan of that storyline that Joker is currently in right now uh, in those movies, and so when they just like forced us that story upon us, we're everyone, anyone who wasn't isn't a huge Batman fan is like. Why the hell does Joker look like that? And why is he acting like this? And so it's a huge paradigm shift. um, But uh, once we get those uh, prequels or the Snyder Cut stuff, I think that it'll really open up that role a little bit more. And and people will bite their tongues. We'll get that David Iyer cut. Excuse me, David Iyer cut. Yeah. We'll get something better out of that from him. I don't know. I'm not going to hold my breath to that because I'm not sure how much David Iyer is just talking. I mean, David Iyer's new film that just came out, uh, I heard it is a grade A piece of crap. Oh, no. Um, I I just, I have it to watch. I haven't watched it yet. It's that one that Shia LaBeouf, the tax collector, Uh he got a tattoo on his chest for it. Like he got a real tattoo to play the character. When he didn't have to, but he did because he's Shia LaBeouf and he likes to do weird stuff. Um, but yeah, I heard it's not very good. And so David Iyer may be a one-trick pony um, with the uh, what was his what was his big film End of Watch. Oh, I, I guess I I didn't and really catch that one. He also did Bright on Netflix, which I guess he's doing the sequel as well. But I actually liked here. Bright. Bright. Uh, it was just I a little predictable, but I liked it. Um, it's just. Uh, it's just one of those enjoyable guy films, I think, and a little yeah. bit, a little bit fantastic. I'll watch it because it looks fun. Uh, I won't hold my breath on thinking it's amazing. But yeah, anyway. it, was, it was something I caught when I had time, and I was like, "All right," but I, I probably never watch it again. So going back to Tron Three, Joseph Krasinski, who directed the first one, or I mean the second one, because Legacy, Tron II, yeah. <laughs> oh um, yeah, three. There was a two. Yeah, this is the third one. So. Uh, He's he had a script and I guess they're taking pieces from the script because in the script there was an Ares character. Um, a lot of people Jared Leto accidentally tweeted out Tron Ares 
is finally got a director and then he deleted it and put it back out Tron 3 because I guess Ares might be the working thing but his character is supposed to be Ares um, no telling whether or not Jeff Bridges is coming back or Hudland um, Olivia Wilde hopefully they all do because I'd love to see Cora and how she's changed in the world here's what yeah, they need too. to do even if they don't get back everybody you can't not have Jeff Bridges in a Tron movie you just can't yeah but exactly but at least we know they can CGI him. CG. If they don't do Jeff Bridges for some reason, they at least, for the very least, have to have Daft Punk do the soundtrack. Oh, I don't think that. Yeah, they they're married. <laughs> there is no can't. way they ain't getting no papal sanction for that divorce. Tron is on for that soundtrack. I'm sorry, it, everyone's going to gonna be disappointed Punk. if they don't come back. You have to have Daft Punk. I All agree. right. Um, Moving on. Zac Efron is going to star in the Three Men and a Baby remake. How do you feel about this? Wait, what? What? One more time? I, do you remember the movie Three Men and a Baby? No. Three Men and a Baby, Three Men and a Little Lady. Checking. Really? <laughs> the 1980 films? Uh, Burt Reynolds? Not Burt Reynolds. Uh, not uh, Burt Reynolds. Uh, uh, who is it? Tom Selleck, excuse me. Tom Selleck. I always get Tom Selleck and Burt Reynolds because of the mustache. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, uh, yeah, Tom Selleck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Tom Selleck. Uh, you know what? I never I never did see that movie. It just it was oh. a little bit... Or actually, it was right at my time. I was born the year before. So, <laughs> so I didn't catch it. Anyway, good movies, fun movies. I don't know if I really need a remake of it. Because the whole premise is that the fathers, dudes, guys can't really be uh, great role models for their daughters or whatever, where now we're kind of in this age where anybody can be the parent, like a father can be a... So I'm wondering how they're going to change that to this. Like, is it just maybe like Zac Efron is like a man-child and he doesn't know how to do anything and he's, you know... I don't know. So my my thing is, is so I... uh, We're in a weird age right now. Uh, so right now it's like yes, men should be taking the reins as their roles as fathers and whatnot. Not that that's not true, but that seems to be the 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 um, the marquee of what's uh, publicly like acceptable to say. But we're uh, completely incompetent uh, as as far as the entertainment industry would uh, put out right. there as far as like believe. emotional uh, you know nurturers or anything like that. And anytime we have any kind of emotional. Uh, outburst or anything like that is just like no you just have no idea about or even if we talk about emotion regarding like a political matter we as men in uh, a role not that I've ever played a role in Hollywood but uh, you know but I think that a, a movie like that now that I kind of get the premise I think it's very important uh, to show that men can be nurturing and that uh, we do have an emotional depth to us uh, contrary to popular belief I mean, I just took care of my son. I was the like yeah. the main person taking care of my son for the past like five months. This quarantine started, you know. Yeah. I was a teacher. I didn't have anything else. I had to take care of my child. Now, you know, of course, I'm not saying my wife didn't do anything. She did a lot. Oh, of course, of course. But I, I was the, I was here with my child from the moment he woke up until my wife got home around five o'clock. So, uh, you know, it was That's really good, good bonding work. time. Don't make it. It was, great it was awesome. Yeah. Anyway, um, I, I don't need a remake of it, but if they can do a good job, I'm I'm down because I like Zac Efron. Oh, totally. 
Yeah, um, I like him too. Okay. Uh, although he, there is something about me that, or something about him rather, that has been bugging me every time I'm on. I think Netflix. There's some uh, documentary where he goes and travels the world or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he's got that new new show. And yeah. the opening line that's on like the trailer that you can't not watch if you like accidentally highlight it is him yep. going "Como se dice." And it's it's just the worst Spanish. It's and I think it's meant to make him sound cultured, but he just sounds terrible. And I'm just like, please stop saying it like that, <laughs> and at least stop making me listen to it. <laughs> right. I do want to watch that show though. I do want to watch fun. it. Yeah. Um, next up, this one excites my my inner child, my inner uh, goofy kid. Ben Affleck is oh. going to come back as Shannon Hamilton in Mallrats 2. He was yes. the manager of the fashionable male in the mall. Yes. And uh, he wanted to do something dirty to Renee uh, in the most uncomfortable of places. <laughs> you mean like a back of a Volkswagen? <laughs> oh, so good. I'm just excited he's coming back. I'm excited that Ben Affleck and, and Kevin Smith have... Uh, bonded back together and are friends again and that he can get him to come back and do these things. Me too. I'm just, I'm so ecstatic about it. Mallrats wouldn't be the same uh, without Shannon Hamilton walking around. Uh, literally, uh, yeah, what would that mall be without the fashionable male and the food right? court, right? Oh, and, well, and, uh, and also the pet store. The rug store, rug munchers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. And then uh, there's always the uh, Santa Claus or the Easter oh Bunny. Gosh. Which was it? The Easter Bunny. Easter Bunny. The Easter, Bunny. Yeah. the Easter Bunny is just a man in a suit. Now, there's one pivotal role that I hope that they're going to bring back. And do you know which one that they have to bring the actor back? You talking about Jeremy London? I'm talking about LaForce. LaForce. Is he still alive? <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. He was gray back in that movie. He was buffing gray back in that movie, but he was still I mean, gray. at least we know they can get uh, uh, What's-His-Face back. Um... Oh my gosh, my mind went totally blank. Played, played, um, played the brother of Daryl in The Walking Dead. Uh, plays Yondu in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. He he was the he was um the father. Uh-huh. He was the father of. Uh, That's the girl. right. The, the chocolate covered yeah. pretzel. Yep. <laughs> oh man, you just made me make that link for the first time, and the, the first scene that popped up in my mind is where he's like. So happy that they broke up, and he, yes. his towel falls off. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, and he's doing the moves in the mirror. Yeah, he's like doing like karate moves. Embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Um, okay, we're gonna move on. Yeah. One of Mark, Mark and I's uh, favorite things that Netflix has released has probably been the Babysitter. We've talked about oh, it absolutely. before. Yeah. Um, it is a really fun movie with a really fun cast. And, of course, the ending is very ambiguous. What happened to the main female? Um, who, oh, she who survives. The, the, yeah, the, she uh, yeah, We just don't know where she went. Who's the actress of that? Is that Samara Weaving? Samara Weaving, yeah. Yeah, who we both absolutely love. Uh, she's coming back, of course. And so The Babysitter 2 is set to hit Netflix next month, which is exciting because I either missed the fact that they were doing a sequel or didn't know that it would come out so soon. Yeah, I didn't know it would come out so soon, but that ending is just like, oh, she's good. She's going to go on to the next kid. So, uh, well, it's awesome. It's awesome homage, right? I'm sorry. It's an awesome homage to like those old eighties yeah. slasher flicks. Yeah. But, but again, those old eighties slasher movies, they went on and created franchises. So, right. Yeah. So I'm it'd so be excited. nice to see this keep going. Maybe like she 
picks a new child to to yeah. try to I think that's yeah, exactly that, what will happen. And maybe maybe the original child goes yes. to try to find her. Yes. Something like that. Yeah, because now he I, has I purpose. Know. So I agree I, that he'll be kind of like a like a Van Helsing of uh people who conjure the devil, you know, type I thing. don't want to know anything about the plot. I just want to watch it and I'm see I'm always it the guy unfold. that tries to predict the movie before it ends. So <laughs> yeah. I just I don't want to know anything. I don't want to read a synopsis. I just want to have it pop up on my feed and say, yeah. "Okay, let's watch it." Yeah. Yeah. I love um, guy entering with a clean slate though. Speaking of Netflix. Uh-huh. We just found out that their startup, you know when it's like doom doom uh-huh. You know that sound yeah. that happens when Netflix comes on? It was supposed to be the screaming goat. You know that screaming goat sound? Yeah, I got it. It was That was supposed to be the startup sound. I'm so glad they didn't choose that. I would have, like, smashed my TV by now. Yeah. Could you imagine? I, I, Even the, the is starting to get annoying to me just because I've heard it a million times. Luckily, for some reason, my sound system doesn't do, like, the first few seconds of it turning on. Lucky you. So I don't get the Dodoom all, all the time, so that's kind of nice. Yeah, they're going to have to um, switch that to the Zelda opening a safe sound real soon. Oh, that'd be really cool. That would be really cool. <laughs> so another... So in the same vein of, like, Netflix, where we used to be able to rent uh, DVDs from them, or I think you still can, Blockbuster, there's only one left, and it is in Bend, Oregon. Oh, wow. Which is about an hour or so outside of... Um, Portland, and um, they, as kind of like a, I don't know if it's a last-ditch effort, I don't know if it's just to promote the fact that there's still a blockbuster out there, but they have turned the middle of that blockbuster into a living room, (laughs) and you can Airbnb in that blockbuster for like, I think they have four nights. Uh, is what you can do. Like it's like a it's like a stint. It's not like a huge like this is becoming a forever thing. But they've got a, a couch bed and um, an old school TV with with VCR and DVD. <laughs> and you can rent. You can use any of their movies that they have in there to watch stuff. The the funniest thing to me is that it's a half bathroom, meaning that I guess you if you need to use the restroom, you're using that employee restroom in the back. Yeah, no showering. No shower. But that's okay. I guess if you're doing it, you're not doing it because you want to, like, have the full experience you're doing it because it's a fun thing, right? Yeah, just imagine, like, uh, like if you're a book reader or, you know, you just, like, and being able to spend the night in a library and read whatever you want, you know. How much How much do you think that is a night? I, I would uh, say, well, for one, they're going out of business. So let's call it 250 a head. 400? I almost said Four. three. No. That's a lot. No. Four dollars. Oh. oh, four dollars. A night. It's a it's a stint, dude. It's a stunt. It's like a stunt they're doing. Yeah, it's four dollars a night. So it's already how many sold people out. get to stay there that night? Uh, it's up to four people, I think. Gosh, that's amazing. That's yeah. so cool. I mean, if if I had known about it and I had lived in Bend, Oregon, for sure, for sure, I would do one night. Totally. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was pretty fun. That's just a fun little story. Um, that is really cool, though. I mean, I, we spent our, literally our friendship is based around Blockbuster, uh, or around video rentals in general. Well, yeah, but we, we started with Blockbuster, so <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's true. Where else did um, we rent from back in the day? Uh, Hollywood Video wasn't it? Hollywood Video that was down the street from me. Yeah, but we hardly ever went there. I went there a lot, dude. Ah. Probably before I knew you, I went there a lot. Yeah, it was, uh, it was um, thinking. They probably went out of business because there was two blockbusters in Southlake. Yeah, surrounding them. 
Yeah. Um, let's jump into the kind of uh, comic book world. Spider-Man 3, so the new Spider-Man series, we had uh, Spider-Man Homecoming and we had Spider-Man um, Far From Home. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're sticking with the home motif and the third one's supposed to be called Spider-Man Homesick. Now, this is just a rumor. We, we're not sure if there's a for sure thing, but it, it comes from a from a trusted source, apparently. I'm okay with that if they're sticking with the home motif. Far from home, home, uh, homecoming, and, and homesick sounds about right. Mm-hmm. I wonder what that means. I wonder what that means for the Spider-Man uh, world, because far from home. So now we know he goes back home, so what's homesick? What does that do? What, what you know, it's kind of like, what is a... Where are we going to go next with this? I'm, I'm excited to see. Well, uh, maybe... What if he goes home, but it's just not the same, because, you know... Well, everything's changed, right? Yeah, like exactly. He was gone for five years. Right. Uh, in the in the when he was snapped by Thanos. Yep. So I don't know. Although everyone's really cool. been brought back though, except brought for back, Tony Stark and Scarlet Witch. Not Scarlet Witch. Maybe that maybe that's part of what it is. But Scarlet I mean, Grant. Far From Home was really a his his. I miss you, Tony. Like you were my fa- my surrogate father. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, we don't need another film of him saying, I miss you, Tony. We need a, we need him to step up. Oh, I guess. I don't know. I think that we need a bigger intro into that because he kind of gets this, uh, emergency crash course on how to use Tony's technology and you get at the homage that, you know, like he's studied, uh, Tony Stark's movement. So they're moving the same way and working in his, uh, plane lab the same way he would at his home. So. I'm thinking that maybe it's more of an orientation of more how he takes on that role. So maybe, just maybe, we can get hologram Tony Stark, where he's right. his AI is there and he gets to where, yeah. talk, and he's all sad until he finds out that he, Tony's AI yeah. is alive. That, that would, would be, be fantastic. Cool. Yeah. Um, I, I'm guessing this is going to be more of uh, how how will Peter Parker slash Spider Man. Now that he is outed as Peter Parker. Oh, you're right. I forgot about that. Uh um, How is he going to deal with that? Especially when people are now calling him a criminal because they think he killed... he's on the run now, right? Everyone knows... Mysterio. Yeah. Well, now he's on the run, so maybe that's why he's homesick. I think that's probably what it is. I'm excited to see where it goes because that that ending blew me away. Yeah. Uh, I did not expect J.K. Simmons to uh, to come back as... Uh, Jonah Jameson, J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, which was really so excited. cool because he really so nailed excited. that role. Which lets you know that the first Spider-Mans were better than the second set with Andrew nah. Garfield. Because, uh, right? Was J. Jonah Jameson in the... Yeah, he was He was J.K. Simmons, yeah. Oh, he was? Damn it. <laughs> no, not in, not in Amazing Spider-Man. Wasn't he just... He was just in... Um, just in the Tobey Maguire's, the right? The Tobey Maguire films, yes. Yeah. Letting you know that those were the better ones. No, I'm still going to say no. But anyway, we don't have to fight about this. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree, sure. Um, And then one last thing, and this is really saddening to me. Uh, WB is AT&T or WB or whatever you want to call firing a ton of people at DC Comics and DC Universe. Oh, wow. And this is spelling... Oh, man, this this spells dangerous for comic books. Uh, I know Marvel isn't doing well comic wise DC is having a hard time 
Oh, man. Uh, it scares me because I love comics, and comics are a pastime for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And to um, to see these massive firings and these the way they're treating people there is just uh, – uh, it's really disappointing. You know, DC Universe should just be shut down anyway and moved into HBO Max. That's just my thought process on that. But DC Comics, man, to, to see something from the – from the early days, 1930s, 40s, 50s, you know, uh, die out because people aren't reading comics, you know, maybe just bring it all digital. Don't, don't print it anymore. Just make it something you can get online. Makes me sad to see. Yeah. Same here. I just, uh, you know, you're concerned about the medium and I am too. Yeah. And that's, that's the really big thing, especially that, you know, I know a lot of people are watching these movies and stuff and that's the big thing. Like movies are the reason and they can go back and use years and years and years of comic book stuff. But you know, like the new creatives, man, there's so many good creatives out there that are writing these awesome stories and to see it all just die because money, you know, that just sucks. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, you know, that's, I, I, such is the, the capitalism way of life. Right. And, uh, that is that is just what happens. Sadly, uh, it seems that way. Uh, that Darwinian economics plays its head uh, whenever it's something we like, but whenever it's something yes. we don't like and don't want, all of a sudden things are too big to fail. So, <laughs> well, like speaking of things, speaking of things that we like and want, let's hear from our sponsors. Yes. Hey, Mark, we should create our own pickle brand. Ooh, then we could sponsor ourselves. Peter Piper's Pickled Peculiar Pecker Pickles. That's a mouthful. That's what she said. (laughs) Yay! All right, passengers, it's that time of the day. It is time for the elevator pitch, where we are totally unscripted and raw. What we're going to be doing here for you today is we're going to be generating three random words, and today Danny will be revealing a movie pitch based on those words in under 30 seconds, 15 if possible. Uh, so yeah. remember everybody that uh, you too can participate in this uh, elevator pitch activity if you'll just email us at our aforementioned information. And uh, Danny, are you ready? I am as ready as I can be. Gotta hope that my uh, mental facilities are running on all four cylinders. That mental prowess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that mental prowess. All right, here we go. Your three words are. Bank, kidnap, and travel. I mean, that's totally you know you can go totally easy on that. Yeah, try one, to go hard. Try don't so, make it so obvious. Bank, kidnap, travel. Yeah. Huh? Uh, golly. All right. All right. Okay. Let's go. All right. So, this is a semi-true story. Semi being it's about a real person. But that's about it. That's that's all it is. It's taking a real person and putting them in a fictional uh, setting. So it's Banksy, the artist, the graffiti artist that you yeah. see. Uh, Banksy gets kidnapped while he is doing... Uh, he travels to uh, Buenos Aires to do a um, mural that he wants to do on the side of a building he's seen out there in pictures. Well, he gets kidnapped while he's there and they want all this money. And uh, Banksy's like, well, you know, like no one really knows who I am. We just know that I'm Banksy. And so who are you going to try to get money from in, in all this? And so 
basically he he forms a way to get out of it using his graffiti talents and uh, I don't really know what the graffiti talents are maybe Banksy has a superpower of some sort that we don't know about <laughs> yeah, it's, this is one of my more silly ones I was trying to go outside of the box because of course I could have I could have gone with like, oh, it's uh, someone kidnaps this bank teller's daughter, this bank owner's daughter. I think everyone blah, would have blah. tuned out if you had done that. I like the idea. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a, it's a, it's a little, uh, it's in its infancy, but I like it. Maybe the superpower was a little much, but it was all right. It was a good <laughs> idea. But uh, yeah, I would watch uh, something like that where Banksy's trying to get out of a gig that, uh, you know, just he just doesn't like it or whatever. Or, That'd be cool. Alternatively. Uh, instead of Banksy getting kidnapped, they are trying to kidnap him, and he keeps escaping. <laughs> I don't want to do your art. Stop kidnapping me! <laughs> right, or like, <laughs> he's got a magic graffiti can, and he, he spray paints a door in the wall and goes through it, but they can't go through it either. Oh my goodness, did he not read his manual for the recently deceased? <laughs> right, right. Oh, I gotta get that chalk, the chalk outline. Yeah, yeah but I guess with the 20th century, they aerosolized chalk. That's nice. Well, yeah. <laughs> just I mean, kidding. Well, just I mean, they they have well, they have spray paint uh, chalkboards, you know, where you spray paint the chalkboard onto your wall. True. So, you know, why not aerosol the chalk itself? <laughs> we digress. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. We just went too too uh, far into a silly idea. Yeah, but that's awesome. But as Mark said earlier, we as always, we would love to have you on, but um. All right, fellow passengers, that concludes our episode for today and this week. We hope to see you back next week. And as always, I'm Danny. And I'm Mark. And in case we don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.